Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Wednesday Night Markout. I am your host, Mark Lindsay, a.k.a. GotMark76. And I'm going to be reviewing the Night 2 of AEW Fighter Fest, which just ended 10 minutes ago. Uh, another decent performance from AEW. Um, I'm going to give the, the show as a whole, because it's technically a pay-per-view uh, that was put on free TV. Uh, between night one and night two, I would give it a, a, a B plus. I thought it was a really good show. Uh, last week, I think, had a little bit more bite to it. Uh, tonight had some interesting developments, uh, which we'll get right into. Uh, it started off with the AEW World Tag Team title match as Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page fought Private Party with Matt Hardy in their corner. Um... We discussed this last week, Nick, Carlos, and I, that if they were going to pull the trigger of a Page and Omega breakup, that Private Party would probably be the right tag team to do that with. Um, I like Private Party. I think they're a solid team. But I also think that if they're going to ever win the tag team championship, and if they were going to do it now or soon, that it would kind of take a storyline or kind of a, you know, Omega and Paige breaking up to kind of put them over the hump. Um, I think the way that um, Private Party is being booked is kind of similar to the Killer Bees in the mid-80s. Um, the Killer Bees of Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair were a solid tag team, very popular, always in the top contention for the titles, but never won them. And I think that's kind of how Private Party is right now. Um and I think Matt Hardy being their manager could be used to put them over the top. And I thought if they were going to get over the top, that tonight would have been a decent night. But I'm glad. Let me just say that I'm glad that Omega and Page won. Um, I like the story that there's some tension there. Um, and that's going to continue for some time. Uh, the next match was... Uh, Joey Janela taking on Lance Archer. I really was not looking forward to this match at all. I think Lance Archer has been poorly booked ever since the AEW title uh, tournament title loss to Cody Rhodes. I don't know what it's going to take to get Lance Archer back on track, um, but I'm not feeling it right now. I think maybe uh, Tony Khan and, and, and Creative needs to kind of go back to the well uh, this guy came in with a lot of mystery and a lot of uh, an aura surrounding him that's just not there right now. Uh, so hopefully they can get back to basics and, and, and make Lance Archer a menace that he is. Um, they tried to do that tonight with Joey Janela and um, Sonny Kiss, but it just it, it's not working. Um, speaking of not working... I didn't like this back in 1998, and I don't like it in 2020. But Taz came out with Brian Cage and presented Brian Cage with the FTW Championship. Uh, for you fans who were 25 or so years old, that was a title that was used by Taz uh, in ECW uh, when he felt that the company was screwing him out of the world title. Only two men that I'm aware of, I mean, I'm sure somebody can look it up and tell me I'm wrong, but my memory reminds me that only two people held that title which was taz and sabu now we can add brian cage to that list and i hated it a solid promo by taz don't get me wrong but i hate i hate 
this FTW championship. Is it going to be defended? I hope not. I just hope it drops. I hope Moxley wins next week now versus Brian Cage. And then he takes the FTW belt and then keeps showing it on his mantle while his wife is recovering. Um, the eight-man tag match was next, which I thought was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, FTR teaming with the Young Bucks, taking on uh, Butcher and the Blade and the uh, Lucha Brothers. And I got to tell you, the right team won. Uh, it was Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers who went over. Due to a miscommunication uh, between the Bucks and FTR, which is kind of what you expected with this. I think Nick and I predicted that last week on our show. But one thing I did like is it's easy for a miscommunication between a member of the Bucks and FTR to have an issue and then fight at the end. No, they shook hands for the first time since FTR showed up in AEW. So it looked like there's, th we all know it's coming to a head. They're going to have their uh, tag team match with each, with each other, but it looks like they're kind of going towards the mutual respect. And um, I don't know, something about watching that tonight made me think that maybe the Bucks are the ones who are going to kind of use the heelish tactics. Um, we, of course, have been talking for weeks about the possibility of the Four Horsemen coming to AEW, and we just automatically put FTR in there because uh, they're the FTR and because they remind so many people like me of Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Um, but... Something about this kind of just made it feel like the Bucks are going to snap and turn heel. And I still think that if Paige and Omega break up, that Omega's siding with the, with the Bucks, and I think they're going to be the heels, not uh, Hangman Paige. Uh, that led us to uh, Nyla Rose taking on two jabronis. Uh, Nyla Rose wins and announces that she is going to have a manager. Um, I'm quoting it right now, Brandy. I'm calling it right now, Brandy. That... That whole drop storyline in the beginning of the year with, uh, was it Awesome Kong or whatever her name was, um, that that didn't work out. But this could work out with Brandy and Nyla uh, being in the, uh, you know, cahoots. Um, SCU took on the Dark Order. Colt Cabana looked messed up, apparently getting rammed into the rail and had a nasty-ass bruise that was more of a bigger story to me than the actual match itself. Um, and of course the main event, we had a main event of orange Cassidy taking on Chris Jericho. And I got to say what a match this, this match saved this show. Um, I really think that the eight man tag was really solid. Uh, the tag team match was good, but it never really got off of second gear or out of second gear. But this match between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho was absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, Jericho is just continuing to prove the point that he should be considered in the conversation when talking about the greatest of all time, the GOAT. Because he is doing his best to make stars in AEW. And I also, I, I was hard on Chris Jericho. I am not the picture of health. I'm a big overweight guy. Um, I, I made some comments that Jericho has let himself 
go in recent weeks, but he looked to be in great cardiovascular shape. So this match was just, it was a perfect pace, a lot of offense for Cassidy, a lot of hope spots for Cassidy, a lot of hope spots for Jericho. Uh, Jericho at one, at one point hit the code breaker with a baseball bat with, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget the baseball bat's name. Um, I'll remember it when I stop. But um, hit, hit Cassidy with the baseball bat, and Cassidy kicked out at two and a half. Uh, so a lot of hope spots both sides. Um, Cassidy did not survive the Judas effect and your winner, La Champion, Chris Jericho. I hope that one of you watching this podcast uh, will win a Zoom video with Chris Jericho. They did the picture-in-picture deal this week, too. I uh, hope one of you guys tweeted it out. And if you get a Zoom confer- uh, conference call with Chris Jericho, make sure you record it and link it to our page. For Mark Out Wednesday, I am Mark Lindsay, and we thank you for watching. We'll be back on Thursday night with a weekly recap with Carlos, Nick, and hopefully Remy. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Have a good night. There it is.